0: So you all stand on deck of the Wave Robber with Fisheye staring at you all, having just given you all your your ship duties. If you recall, Dodger, you are the first mate. Benji, you are the navigator. Morgan, you are the gunner, the artillery person. And AJ, Gordon is just going to be running around helping everybody with what they need.
1: That's what I do best.
0: Yes, you are you are the hands on when they say all hands on deck, you are you are that. You are all hands. have so many hands. So many. Um, pause. You're all pause. So Fisheye begins to pace back and front and forth of you guys as you're all lined up and says, Now before we set sail, we have to go over some ground rules. Every ship has a set of articles, some things that you need to adhere to if you're going to be sailing with me. Is that understood?
2: Yeah, yeah. Aye, I, uh, Si, Kabatano. He looks
0: at you, CJ, with his big eye, and takes a second to think if you were making fun of his. <laughs> before <laughs> yes. Before nodding and uh, continuing.
3: It was a joke.
0: <laughs> well, he's not laughing. Uh, <laughs> so, the three articles of the Wave Robber that you must adhere to under penalty of, well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Number one, you never harm or kill an unarmed or helpless prisoner. Is that clear?
2: Yeah. I should write this of course, down. God, yes, sir.
3: Yes.
0: Anyone who's taken prisoner aboard the Wave Robber will be treated with the utmost respect and dignity. Yes. Does not matter who they are. Be they a rat or a murdog. Murdog. Yes, he continues, ignoring what you just said, Gordon.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Number two. Someone must be aboard the ship at all times, even if we go to ground. Someone must stay with the wave
4: robber to make sure nothing befalls her. Okay.
0: And agreed. third, hmm, agreed. And third and final, anything and anyone brought onto the ship must pay tribute to the sea. Anyone.
5: Uh, what do you mean by tribute? So
0: he reaches onto his belt and pulls out a pouch and inside you can see is a a bunch of plastic coins that he has so he takes them out of the pouch and he kind of spreads them across his paws you can see and there's there's a like a hefty handful right there um not a, not as much as like oh man this guy's rich but probably about as much as you guys have altogether at this point point. and he puts it back into the pouch and walks over to the edge of the ship he mutters something under his breath And then, as hard as he can, he throws it out into the water. And then he turns back to focus on you all. Any goods that we transport, or any people, need to pay tribute to the sea. For the sea is a harsh mistress,
4: and this, well, we hope appeases her.
0: I say to all of you now, you must pay tribute.
5: Doesn't matter how much we tribute, or just tribute in general.
0: So he he shrugs his shoulders and he's like it depends on how uh how much you respect the sea I suppose.
2: Dante nods, walks over to the uh, we're 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 uh we're out of ways from the dock now, right?
0: Yeah, at this point you guys are, you know, the 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 wind is blowing pretty strong. Uh there is a storm coming. <laughs> um and yeah, you you guys you can see the port is starting to to fade off into the distance.
2: All right. The um, Dante goes over to the railing, takes out one of his daggers, and on his wrist, on the top part of his wrist, he makes a quick cut, squeezes, lets a few drops fall into the ocean. Ew, gross! Mutter[s] something along the lines of "From my blood to the uh, to the blood of my kind."
0: He he nods at you and waits for the next person
5: um i kind of like pat around myself like um i don't really have much and i have some more coins and that's really all i got uh what's the the unit below some more coins a few coins a few coins so i just grab a a couple i was like
2: just flick it out Ka-plunk. Ka-plunk.
0: <laughs> he nods at you
2: i'm wondering if it's their plastic if they float <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh they do well his bag didn't but those those coins just kind of drift off they all float here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of want to try to be extra right now. Um, so so CJ goes to the edge of of the ship, and what's that that cantrip that I could do that creates sparks?
2: Hmm.
0: Um, for you,
2: digitation, I think it wasn't
3: it that really hard word to say? I think that's yes. it. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, digitation,
3: <laughs> So she kind of closes her eyes for a second. And she gathers up this like huge ball of sparks in between her hands and shoots it outward almost as if they were like fireworks in the colors of purple, blue, and like sea foam, and they fall onto the top of the ocean and i I look back at fisheye to see if that was cool one and enough
0: so he he nods a little bit and then he you know sallies up next to you and he says. Miss, you may want to try something a bit more tangible.
3: All right, give me a second. I'm trying to think up of something else that isn't money, because I want to do something else. But I, I I don't have
2: Bjorn stays on the deck. (laughs) Bjorn's
5: like, I'll be the sacrifice.
3: (laughs) Oh, oh yes, yes, we could put him up in a little little mermaid tail. No, throw him
1: offboard. CJ, put put him down. (laughs)
3: <laughs> let me let me do this i'm his aunt i can do whatever the hell i want <laughs> i i, I look down a little discouraged I'm like, Well, fine I'll, I'll i'll throw some some coin into the into the thing unless no 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 i'll just throw coins it's fine and i just kind of like really quickly grab eh, and just like throw them in for
2: a, for a handful okay you can wait a bit and just do fancy face that's true.
3: I could give my last lunch to the sea.
2: <laughs> it's true. Wait for it.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he looks over at you, Gordon.
1: Um uh, I'm gonna kinda like hold on to my chest plate or like grab onto my chest plate and like kind of look at it. Uh so it's like like the more I put into the ocean like, the more respect I give it. How does this work? What's your theory? It's,
0: so, it's less about the worth, but what it means to you. Those coins, for me, it's all I have. I have this in this ship. For that, that's for me to, to eat. We're not taking any cargo. I'm not making any money off this voyage. Ah. Uh. But... It comes down to what you feel is is necessary, what is important to you. The sea will understand.
1: Yeah. Alright, so Goron's gonna step up and he's gonna drop his hammer into the ocean.
4: Oh.
3: What? <laughs>
0: yeah. So Fisheye as as you approach the uh the side of the ship, he he puts a hand up with with you. As you're about to drop uh. the hammer in. And he looks at you and he says. Now be careful there son. Remember the the sea will appreciate what you give it. If it means something to you. But think hard about what you're about to do.
1: Well I can't. I can't get rid of this. This breastplate. That this means too much to me. But this hammer. I've. Done a lot of. Bad things with this hammer. Um, but I've done a lot of good things too, and I mean, it's
2: just a hammer, I can probably buy one later, Gordon. Uh, if I may be so bold, perhaps I could offer some advice. Take it as you will, you do have a lot of um, mementos from your home, your family home, round. Red momento, something from your family that I has been for generations. I can't throw those in there; those are too delicious. I did not say throw all of them in, but perhaps the sea wish to eat some of these delicious Bray apples as well.
1: That's true; they are really delicious. But that means i only have i only have two left. I have three right now. If I get rid of one, that leaves two. I uh, get rid of, of two, that leaves me one. Gordon,
5: how long have we have you had those apples, and how long have we been on this journey? I don't know. Let me see. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look through my bag, and I'm gonna so, find that those actually, apples
1: are, aren't as bright and red. GM, as... like,
5: wait, how long have we been on those? Journeys? So, so
0: wouldn't be oh, there. so since you guys have left, so from the very first thing that you guys did, it's probably been about a week,
2: maybe uh, uh, a okay.
0: week. I'd say I'd say it's pushing into the second half or the 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 second part of two weeks. Okay. Um, it's so about a week and a half. The apples, yeah, are probably not looking so good. Yeah. Seems like it's been months.
2: I don't know why.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they usually hold up pretty well, like at least six months. Um, Do you usually store them in your plate mill, your breastplate? Well, that's 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 like that's like the source of all my food. I keep everything in there.
4: Mm-hmm. What? It's still good. It smells nothing. a little weird, but nothing. Um.
1: All right. Well, I am. The only thing I can possibly think that has any type of sentiment or or um meaning is either the hammer or the breastplate. I can throw in a few more plastic coin, but I feel like I'll look like a little like a kinda scummy. Um just like, oh yeah, here's some coin.
4: Well, so Fisheye uh
0: he looks at you and he says you could take a moment, son. Think it over. It doesn't necessarily have to be a worldly good. I've seen men throw letters. I've seen jewelry.
5: It's all about the worth that you put into it, Gordon. Yes, you're right. Um, hmm.
2: Too bad we don't have Please Die here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> please oh, Die you'd would conquer that, that ocean. Yeah, just would.
1: five-star frog splash into the sea. No splash. Well, <laughs> oh, just, while, just a bottom.
3: While all this is being said, I kind of look around, kind of mutter to myself, like, man, I made freaking fireworks out of my hands so and that wasn't <laughs> enough? <laughs> this um, jerk is trying to figure out whether or not he should throw a damn apple into the ocean. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh,
0: so, while while you're thinking, Gordon, Bjorn walks up next to you and he puts a hand on your arm. Yeah, And I oh, was like, I've been... I, Oh, I'm just used to it now, I guess uh, he uh, he takes one of the earrings off of his ear and uh, presses it against his forehead and then yeah, throws it. But because it's just a tiny piece of metal, it gets caught in the wind and just bloop right off the side. <laughs> Ow, uh, right in the eye, right back on the ear.
2: Those famous boomerang earrings. Mm hmm well seeing that
3: i i walk up to to bjorn be like honey did you make a little wish on your little earring
0: it's not a little earring it's pretty big but it's a
3: big earring for you yeah
0: yeah no it's um this is uh these earrings i've had since i was uh born i guess when my mother found me i had the earrings Mm. so that's one of the three that I've always had. Well,
3: that's very. And that's good. okay.
0: I, yes, but that's okay. I have two more, and I can't see them.
3: <laughs> but that's that's, that's true.
4: <laughs> um.
3: Fuck. Rip out one of your own teeth. That's what Throw I'm thinking about. The that's what I'm
4: fucking doing because I can't think of. <laughs> I'm gonna cut
1: off my left paw. Oh my god! And Rip off just... one of my paw
3: pads, lick it, and throw Ooh. it into the ocean.
1: <laughs> Oofa doof. Spit in Fish Eyes' face. Fuck yeah. um, <gasps> um, I'm gonna throw in my plus three to Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I can't think of anything else that would be as monumental as the hammer. So I'm going to just throw in because I need. Well, because I need that fucking money.
3: Well. I mean, you I have can always sword. get more.
1: Well, well, well Mr. Uh, Peabody um, gave me some coin on loan to help me um, get this fitted for me, and um,
5: that's that's kind of been something I I wanted to do. Is that all the money you had though? Like, as in, like you didn't have a little more money before he gave you that. Um I did have um a few more plastic coins um but I'd say as long as you don't use the money that Mr. Peabody gave you you, you should be okay. We have each other's backs in all of this. If you need a little money here and there we'll help you
1: out. Yeah, I just I just I just want to be able to do it myself, Toby. Um but maybe you're right. Maybe uh, Mr. Peabody gave me enough and I can just go ahead and get Rid of the rest that they've got.
3: Exactly. And, and plus, you know, who knows? We could run across more plastic coin along the way. There's been other things we run into. Plastic coin shouldn't be out of the ordinary.
1: Yeah. Also dibs. Um Okay. So I'm just gonna throw aside from the uh bag of coin that Roger gave him, everything else he's throwing into the ocean.
0: Excellent. So he he nods at you and then, you know, claps a hand on your shoulder.
5: Yeah. Remember. Um, yeah, oh, go ahead. Uh, uh during this point, um would any like means to the to the spirits or whatever out there be good for anything? I mean like can I make a gesture to
4: them? Well, you see as we
0: spoke before, none of you besides Dante here are considered would consider yourself seafaring folk is that correct yes and you yourself have never been on a vessel like this no the sea is a dangerous place and it deserves respect you see if dogs and cats were meant to swim we'd be catfish or dogfish <laughs> we've we're in a world that isn't truly our own especially Yes, especially
4: out here in the the open water
5: okay um so th- I, I'm gonna look ar- how far away are we from the shore? like can we still see it or
0: yeah, you can still see it
5: mm, okay, what are you thinking um out of character i wanna I want Toby to go up to the um like the the front of the ship and blow his horn like to let like kind of a gesture towards the sea like we're coming, let us pass, oh. please,
0: okay. So, yeah, if you you can
5: by all means do that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried about the sound. Oh, they the already world. know we're out here. Oh, good point. Yeah. OK, <laughs> um, I think he so meant like what's looks over sound. to um, oh, Shit, what's his name again? <laughs> fish eye? Fish eye. I'm going to fish eye like I'm going to I'm going to blow a horn to give a gesture to the sea. And he walks up to the front of the ship and he lives out a big giant blow through the horn. Hopefully he does it well. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So
0: this is your first time blowing it, right? Mm-hmm. And have you ever done anything like this before in your life? Have you ever blown a, a horn? <laughs> <coughs> like, hey. <laughs> Toby, Toby
5: has not. Nah. Um, yeah. nah. <laughs> Obviously, you
0: get an answer in character, Dodger. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so you go to the you go to the the, the bow of the ship. And you you bring the horn to your lips. I'm going to have you do a... Let me, get my, let me get my little book over here, if I can find it. Um, perform is a thing in this game, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you do a performance check. All
4: right. <laughs> uh,
0: 12. Okay, so while not a you know, booming. It definitely sounds better than you anticipated it sounding. Okay, cool. <laughs> and the sound travels across, across the ocean. And for a moment, Toby, you can see I'm going to paint the picture for you. The water right now is blue and the sea is calm. The wind is, you know, pushing you forward towards Gilly And I, uh, Sorry, I, I I see it. I'm gonna finish this real quick. Um, I see you're the 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 water is blue, the wind is pushing you towards your destination. The sky in front of you is frightening to say the least. It's black and clouds whirl in the sky, and it just it looks menacing. But for that brief moment, while that horn blows out through the distance, echoing across the waves. You feel hope and you feel brave, as do all of you on the, the deck of the ship.
4: Hell yeah.
5: Okay. And I turn around, I look at the, at the rest, and I'm like, we'll get through this. We'll get through this all. I'm giving them a thumbs up and a head nod. Dante nods.
3: So does CJ.
0: Bjorn does a fist pump.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Fisheye nods at you, Toby, and uh, turns to look at you, Dante. He brings you into the little the the captain's quarters off to the uh, down. It's on the main deck of the ship. So
2: wait a minute. I'm the navigator, not the cabin boy. Yeah,
0: well, everyone takes turns.
2: So, oh, it's
0: Tuesday uh, night in the barrel. It, well, got it. All it's right. Tuesday night in the barrel. So he he takes you into the captain's quarters. And there you see on the table. There is the map that he has unfurled on the um on the table. And. He has a marker of where Gilligrod is and where Seashale is. So he le- he he points to the map and he says, all right, Navigator, give us a heading and we'll be on way.
2: Take a look at it. Uh, I'm also taking into account anything I might know about, uh, you know, dangerous waters as far as reefs and things like that. Any notes of it? Pull out an old, very weathered book mm-hmm. that Dante has and start yeah a very tight writing some of it looks like different writing towards the end of it excellent and it starts paging through it looking at the map and that is uh, that's an intelligence check right
0: i do believe so the book didn't make it super clear as to what it is i'm thinking was.
2: navigation would would fall under that because sciences and things like that so let's that is a modified 16
0: excellent so uh, did you you have advantage because you are the sailing, the, master. the
2: modified sixteen would have been a modified thirteen. Yeah, was oh, okay. the only one. So I took the highest.
0: Okay, so you get the you get your correct heading on where you need to go. It's not a an extremely long trip. You guys should be there in about a day, provided that the uh, the winds keep up. But also knowing what you know about sailing through storms, this could get dicey.
2: Is there something I can do? An additional like. Uh- Perhaps look, OK, I'm looking at maybe out the, you know, looking out a uh, window, a porthole or something like that, looking at seeing if there's maybe we maybe need some allowances because of the storm to try to skirt around it or pretty much looks like we're just going to have to go through it. Regardless, we want to get to Kilograd.
0: Go ahead and give me another intelligence check uh, and I'll give you advantage on this. This is for the, for looking at the storm.
2: OK. Oh, yes. Uh, that is a modified 20.
4: Excellent. That's, that's
0: great. So you, you come out on deck for a moment just to look at the storm to see if you can get a good heading on if you can go around it. And Fisheye is, you know, he's at the wheel uh, for the moment, just keeping the ship steady and he's, you know, shouting out to, to Gordon to, you know, move the sails and get things unfurled and he's giving directions on how to do that. <laughs> he's watching as Gordon's like flipping the rope to try getting it unhooked from something and he's,
2: you know. Is that something I could assist with because I'm once I plot the course I may have to keep on checking every now and then but maybe I can uh if, if dante can show Gordon some like the basic knots and how to do things kind of like get him up to speed and help him out. Mhm.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely something that uh that you you can do. But mm-hmm. as, as you come out on deck you're looking out at, at the the storm, something isn't sitting right with you. The storm is dead ahead of you. Right. But, but the
4: wind is at your back. Your
0: many years of being a, you know, a sea dog or a sea cat. Take rather, that sorry. Back. I, sorry. A salty sea cat.
4: There go.
0: <laughs> that is strange. Usually the, the wind comes from the storm presumably, in whatever direction the storm is. And it looks like the area you need to go, that is where the storm is. Like, almost exactly. There's no way of getting around this thing.
2: Just peer at the storm for a little while longer. Look, uh... Don't say anything to the rest of the group right now, but uh, go over quietly to Fisheye and uh, nod... Slightly lay out the storm clouds they're the odd looking ones and I am sure you're already well well aware capitano this uh this storm she is not natural
0: he He nods and grimaces says i there's something foul about the storm
2: Is there anything I have from the time that I served in, in the monarchy's uh navy?" kind of, uh, during the war.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh,
2: we were the Navy when we were near the monarchies. Uh, <laughs> ah,
0: privateer, I see.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. The Is there anything I remember when fighting uh, Federax's forces before, especially like on the Plague Ringer ship, was there any sort of tactics used like this, magic to go ahead and bring up weather?
0: There is. So you, you are very well aware that any proper warfare vessel or you know any pirate vessel any basically anything that it can expect trouble has a uh a wizard of sorts on deck and while they can create weather
2: not to this scale not to this scale
0: they can give themselves wind at their backs they can create a, a storm but that would really only encompass you know maybe a nautical mile maybe at like the the strongest but this is this is like horizon blocking storm this is this looks like a maelstrom in the middle of the ocean
2: and the perfect cover for an invasion
0: um so fisheye looks at you and then the rest of your crew says i think we need to have a chat you and uh Your friends. Agreed. Toby. First mate. Gather the
5: crew. We need to have a meeting. Yes, sir. And so Toby just scurries off. (laughs) And grabs everybody and uh, brings it back to where he told me that? Or brings it to, like, is there a centralized location? Into the uh, the captain's quarters. Captain's quarters? Okay. I'm bringing everybody over.
2: But we want to read the letter in the nice room. Not in here. In the library. Oh, hey, for fuck's sake, okay just, shadows we just started
3: watching that show by the way, I love it I it's love so good it. oh.
2: uh, it's i actually think it's gonna go beyond the, the, the movie it's just it's great. love it so oh, yeah. sorry guys what?
0: uh, what are we do in the shadows uh, okay um, so fishisheye s- sits behind his desk and uh has the map unfurled, and he motions towards you, Dante, allowing you to start.
2: Well, something I have discussed with Capitano Eye here, if you look out in the direction of the horizon where Gilagrad is, those that sto- the storm clouds there, and those are not natural. Mm. It's, it's there on a the purpose. It is either to keep people to get from getting to Gilagrad or keep them from not noticing a large invasion, I fear. Oh, shit. So you think we're too late? Not necessarily. It could be that way now in in preparation for the the invasion. Perhaps there is something else, but it is not natural. And I can tell you from my experience during the war against Fedorax, I have seen ship mages before control weather, but nothing to this scale. It is either a group or a coven or something of mages, or it is the most powerful one sea which I have ever seen. But that stands between us and our destination.
0: So Fisheye leans over the table and, and folds his his arms. Says, one of the other things about the wave robber is there are no secrets between captain and crew. That goes both ways. If I have something, I will share it with all of you. But I feel like it is time for you to give me the full story as to what we are doing on this vessel.
1: Uh, we are Here. To help Dante fulfill his dream of being a dancer. Hmm. Scusi?
0: (laughs) So. I hate that. He kind of stares at you and waits for somebody to tell him the truth.
2: Uh, Take off his hat. We have been asked by a former, well, a current member of the old Vermengard. To find other members of Vermengard. We fear that even if Fedrax is dead, something is bringing back followers and more. And they are going to, one of the first places we have heard, they are going to attack from one of these lieutenants or higher-ups
4: is Giligrad. Hmm.
3: It is
2: also where we will find one of the Vermengard of Days of Yor.
0: He he sits back and taps his chin for the, for a moment before, uh, standing up says, well, then we must be prepared. Now I understand what is at stake here. I, I was around during the last war. I, I saw the hardships. I saw the, the damage and the, the wounds left upon this land and the sea. And he gets solemn before, uh, taking his, his bucket hat off and, you know, placing it against his his heart. I'll do what I can to get you to where you
4: need to be. But, as I said, there are no secrets between the crew. And if there's anything else, anything at all, we need to be forthright with the information. Is that understood? Dante nods, kind of looks at the others. Am I missing something?
3: I I don't believe so.
4: I don't think. Um well CJ
1: What did what did you talk to Roger about before we left?
3: So CJ kind of looks down for a second. Um and and she she pulls out the letter. Well I uh we are giving a letter to uh one of the members of Vermengard that I personally know, um, but I mean, other than that, I, I, you know, I don't know.
2: We have heard that another a member of Vermangard we are seeking is, uh, how do you say? He has. He's a very. He's very good at nautical things. Hmm. Uh, the uh, I hate saying this. The dread of pirate fluffra breeches. <laughs> Fish eye. Thomas O'Malley.
3: I'm sorry. As soon as you said he's a, a nautical, I was like, he's a nautical cat, nautical cat. It's just.
2: <laughs> I didn't do that sure didn't on purpose.
3: <laughs> Dumbass lizard brain. Anyway.
0: <laughs> um, Fish eye leans back in his chair. And
3: <clears throat>
0: before I retired to Seashale, before I became what you see before you, I spent a lot of times in the open waters up near the monarchies and through the uh, the teeth. I am aware of the pirate fluffer britches, <laughs> as I am aware of many other pirates that call those waters home.
2: Then you might have heard of me before.
0: And he sort of tilts his head with a slightly surprised look on his face.
2: I follow in my father's footsteps. My father is Thomas O'Malley.
4: I see. I'm sorry?
2: What? Oh. Why do you think he holds a sway on me? hmm? It is not an arrangement I like, but as you can say i was born into it I th- this whole time i
5: thought you were just like you just you you, you you pretty much just fought alongside with him or won something with him i didn't know
2: oh, you were oh no i never fought alongside him i have fought him before in a duel he wow. got the upper hand yeah he's a lot right. bigger than you he's a lot bigger than most great danes i've seen and that's just wide but I learned early on from him, but I left to go on board my own ship instead of staying on the Ugh, O'Malley galley.
0: Fisheye looks at you for a moment, regards this new information, and then stands up for a moment, goes behind him and opens up a large uh, one of those those chest of drawers that is almost like a wardrobe. And pulls a key off of his belt and unlocks it. You can see it turns into like a writing desk, and you can see bottles of alcohol, charts, um, spy glasses, all number of interesting little baubles and things that probably have come from his past adventures.
2: Oh Lord, tell, tell me Bjorn didn't see the alcohol.
0: B- Bjorn is is sitting there twiddling his thumbs, but very very clearly staring at the wardrobe. Um, and he pulls out. A pair of glasses, like um, goblets, and then a a wine bottle that's very dusty. And with a quick, you know, rub with his sleeve, he he cleans it off and pours two glasses and puts one in front of you, Dante. And then sits down and he says, well, my friend, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but O'Malley's dead. What? He started to reach
2: for the glass
4: and just stops. Come again.
0: Oh, no. He now, mind you, I did not see this personally. But there are a few people that I call friends. I trust them with my life. And the information I heard from them is O'Malley ran aground being chased by Bristlebeard, the pirate. How long ago? Two years.
4: I have not seen him in over a decade.
2: Takes the glass, kind of holds it up as a toast to fisheye and downs it.
4: Fisheye toasts back and, and takes a swig.
2: And you've seen Dante before. He does not chug wine.
0: <laughs> he, yeah. So Fisheye, you know, holds his glass aloft and then and then sets it down after taking a sip and says, I'm sorry to be the one that have to tell you that, but you know as well as I that if he wanted to go anyway, it would probably be aboard his ship.
2: Or in the middle of a harem with a large <laughs> cheese sandwich. But <What? laughs> Both is true. I, I, I know. He just kind of shakes his head and goes, but... Very well, that is one less member of Vermangard we need to talk to. We still have Weiler. I better go check uh, Capitano on the weather to see if I can plot a way around it. If you'll excuse me.
0: Fisheye nods and allows uh, you to, to step out.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go and help out uh... Dante, with that, if that's okay. Captain, fisheye, man, dog.
4: He he nods and gestures for you to to head out the back.
1: I'm going to fall off the chair, get back up, and then run out the room.
0: So, Dante, go ahead and give me an intelligence check with uh, advantage, please.
4: Got it.
2: 16 total
0: you're aware of this bristlebeard the pirate Mm -hmm. bristlebeard is if you think o'malley is large bristlebeard is magnitudes larger because he is a walrus bristlebeard the pirate is a very very feared and notorious pirate having not served for either the monarchies or pugmire but no one's quite sure where he's from as walruses tend not to be a very common sight especially, you know, on top of a ship. They tend to live in tribes mostly up in the far north. But this bristlebeard is a a very scary sort of pirate and you are well aware of who he is and what he's capable of. So hearing that he ran afoul of this Particular individual might not come as a surprise so much.
2: No, that's why he, when he heard that, he just
4: nodded like, "All right." Um. So yeah,
0: he 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 allows you to go on deck, followed by by Gordon.
2: Um. Just start looking through the book and looking up at. So he's looking at the the ocean, kind of looking at. It. He has his own map, not nearly as much folded one. Looking at the. Uh, the first part of the book, again, just paging through. There's different notations in there for uh, uh, nautical settings, things like that. So he's just kind of looking up that, looking and trying to like find a way around things.
1: Okay, so hang on. I have to, just so that I'm not messing it up. So in the room, um, Dante was informed by Fisheye that O'Malley was killed by... Um, Bristlebeard. Well, Bristlebeard. Okay. And then what was the correlation between O'Malley and Dante?
2: Da- Did we uh, find that out? Was that announced you, in no, the room? Uh, that was announced in the room. Everyone was there because we were supposed to be open with things. And he wanted to be very forthcoming, that number one. He was a pirate. Um, and a lot of pirates were brought in as privateers to fight Fedorak. So he, no problem with Fisheye. And that also he is the son of Thomas O'Malley.
1: <sighs> okay. That's okay. All right. He's the son
2: of Thomas <clears throat> O'Malley and a young kitten named Bella.
4: Okay.
1: Wow. Gordon's
2: got his work cut out for him. Okay. All right. <clears throat> that part about Bella wasn't said, but uh, yeah, got you it. definitely heard him say, I'm yeah, Thomas O'Malley okay. is my father.
1: All right. So, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Gordon's going to, run down or like look around, find Dante. Like, hey, um, you need any help with anything? I can, I can, uh, I can rope some stuff. Um, I can climb things pretty good. Um, actually, no, I, I'm not going to say pretty good. Cause I, I usually fall off most of the trees back at the orchard. Um, it's usually my brother's fault. He's throwing things at me, but you know what, whatever you need, um, helping out with, you know, finding out whether the storm's going to shift or anything, the sails. talking Don't about just raises happened. a hand
4: okay,
2: <clears throat> my friend, thank you
1: yeah, no problem um, but I mean, my was-
2: Papa and I had a very
4: unique relationship, I know I mean well,
1: I don't know, but I mean my parents' relationship and i it basically it wasn't i get i understand when you kind of imagined it being one thing and it was actually something else. Um and that's just a lot of weight to carry. And I just want to make sure that, you know, you're you're okay.
4: I will be.
2: When I carve the steel beating heart out of Capitano Bristlebeard. Hell yeah dog. Bristlebeard. Yeah then I will be definitely fine. And my father can be at rest in a very large coffin somewhere. <laughs> And I will have to return to the monarchies at some point and tell my mother. And,
4: you know, I mean, we don't have to, but
1: we don't have to if you don't want to. Not to say that we don't want to, but if you want to do this on your own, I completely understand that. But It
2: will be done after this business is taken care of, the most importance now. Wait, so...
1: You think once this, is, once this is done, like we're not going to see each other
2: again? I did not say that. I just said that right now, it is more important. My father, it is still out saying that, but O'Malley is dead. He is not going to come back to life because I rush off to see well, my mother or yeah. to fight this bristlebeard. Right now, I am worried about those who are still alive. Especially Gilligrad.
4: Yeah, When of it course. comes time,
2: I will mourn. And then I guarantee you, Gordon, if you wish to follow me down to hell, I will get my revenge. Yeah.
1: That's what I like to hear.
2: He has, there are two things this blade must taste now. There is Nick of the Playbringer and Bristlebeard.
1: Definitely. And you know what? Uh, my hammer... Has a taste for bristle beard too.
2: It is good to hear. I hear there's enough of it, considering what I have heard of him and his girth. Yeah, uh, girth. Girth. Yeah. Uh, wait. He's a big boy. How how big is he?
1: Was he bigger than uh, your dad? He makes
2: him. He liked, He made O'Malley look petite.
1: Gordon's gonna audibly gulp, <laughs> and he's gonna kind of go from Dante's head and up. And up and up, and up and up, and then just kind of sigh, how about right there? See you. oh, oh wow, okay, well, I'm definitely not going to go back on anything I said, but I want you just to really start think... at the legs and cut him down.
2: I just want you'll <laughs> get smaller.
1: I just want you to really think about it when you start calling on us when you fight him, okay, um but I mean, if you need me, I'll be there, and um, that goes for anything else,
2: I appreciate it, my friend we. We are a family.
1: It is, uh...
4: Absolutely.
2: I am just... Damn it. He slams his hand at the railing. I didn't get to embarrass that fat bastardo first.
1: Well, I mean, in theory, you'll be able to do something that he couldn't
2: do. Ah, indeed. Beat Bristlebeard. Mm Hmm. Hey, I will leave that for some solace right now. But in the meantime, he looks up at the uh storm. I need to pull things together and help out the rest of our crew. Come, let's return.
1: Hey, um Dante, real quick. Um see, sí. you know how Fish Eye was all about like no secrets and stuff? Um do
4: you think we should tell him about Vermingard?
2: That is one secret No. Out of respect for Signore Pibaldi. Yeah. Oh hell, we're at sea. Roger. Hmm. I uh I would not repeat that. That is only for us and the and Vermangard, those that well
4: those that are still alive. Understood. I I think we have told them enough. Should I tell him about Please Die? What's, uh,
1: what about Please Die? That, she's that you own a
2: zombie for a donkey?
1: No, no, that she's the best donkey to ever walk this earth.
2: My friend, if you wish to tell the captain about your sweet ass, go right ahead. But <laughs> I, I do not think it's as necessary if you want. That's not a secret. That's more of, look, I have got this great donkey over here called Please Die, but she won't die. That is a story. Maybe I'll tell him later. Yeah. Eh, Over a couple of drinks. (laughs) Maybe four or five. (laughs) Come, let us return. All right. And uh, Gordon. Yeah. Bye. Grazie, signore. Thank you.
4: Eh, you do the same for me.
0: So, are you guys heading back into the the captain's quarters? Yeah. I think we're, yeah. So... You can see Fisheye is doing his best to keep moving the uh the goblet of wine around the table as Bjorn casually strolls <laughs> around nearer <laughs> and closer to it. Um, <clears throat> but as as you walk in he 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 nods at you, Dante, and he motions at the the table in front of you with the map. It says We are heading
4: right into the storm, and if it is truly magical. We have our work cut out for us. It's going to be all hands on deck.
0: Now, I understand I've given you all jobs individually, but we're going to have to come together here. Everyone's going to have to work the sails. Everyone's going to have to be very aware of the possibility of going overboard. I would suggest any sort of armor, heavy equipment you may have on you, I'd say stow it. You don't want to be dragged down to the briny deep. I've seen too many good good men and women taken before their time, and it's not a pretty way to go. And he looks at you, Dante, and says, Navigator, are you up to the task?
2: Hi, Capitano. There is a couple of places where we might be able to cut in, getting closer to the storm, if I can see more. Um, Pat's a spyglass and says, uh, perhaps I might be able to find a way to get around a lot of it, but we'll have to get closer for that. I'll make it as easy on you and the wave robber as I can.
0: Excellent. If there's anything else, he opens the table up to discussion.
4: If anyone has anything they want to say or suggest. Uh, No, I'm, I'm good. Excellent.
0: So he downs the rest of his his wine, much to Bjorn's disappointment. And he begins to head back out on the deck to get behind the wheel. So he takes off just about every piece of extra equipment he has on him, leaving him just in his, his coat and his hat and his, you know, just his clothes, essentially, and uh, stows it in the cabin and heads out towards the wheel.
2: Dante, um, do do we get a place where we're like a hammock or something? We're throwing things.
0: Yeah. Below deck, you guys have your the cruise quarters, which you haven't quite looked at yet. Uh, There are four hammocks. With the basically the idea that not everyone's sleeping at the same time. So um, and it is very, very crammed. Luckily, most none of you are like exceptionally large. So it's not that big of an issue. You've slept in worse. Like, you know, dark so, not a
2: mallee size. Oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but below deck is where he, you can see all of, um, you know, extra wood, uh, some of the extra bolts for the ballista. Um, cr- like barrels full of, you know, fresh water, food, things like that are all tethered to the sides of the walls down below. Uh,
1: Gordon's going to just run in and throw his... Backpack and his breastplate ch- wherever he can and then run back up. Okay.
2: There are any foot lockers or like a duffel bag or something, throw some- Well, he's got his own duffel bag. He could just throw it there. So
0: Yeah, there there's there's crew lockers below uh underneath each of the uh the hammocks. Alright.
2: Get rid of the armor, keep a couple of the daggers, put the blade away, uh shield, everything. Ooh, I'm gonna uh, grab jacket, shirt, so he's just pants and shoes and going up on deck start working on the rigging. I also want to
1: state that I did leave my hammer downstairs but I have my dagger on me. Okay.
3: Uh let's see. CJ throws everything out into the into her chambers. Uh except for obviously the uh totem that she has around her deck. Um and she'll keep the ever smoking vial as well okay. just in case cool. but you know she can't put away these hands so these are her that's weapons true. <laughs> ooh, that's you true ooh and bjorn
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bjorn's like i don't have anything so
1: <laughs> you know what else i'm going to go down go back down and grab i'm going to get the
5: uh, the wand of freezing
0: oh okay ooh nice okay excellent and toby
5: I'm just pretty much uh, going to go straight up to um, and see if there's any help needed anywhere out. Um, I don't have much stuff on me, so I just keep everything on me. All right, cool. So you,
0: everyone, goes about to where they they need to be. So basically, Fish Eyes at the helm. Uh, Dante, you charted that course that you have. You got a you got a pretty decent score uh, score on it. So. We're, we're, you're heading where you need to be. You'll have to make adjustments as you get into the storm. Right. Um, Gordon, Fisheye has been basically barking orders at you uh, on which way to move the sails. Okay. So go ahead and give me a strength check, please.
1: Oh, <laughs> bro, you got it. Twenty-three.
0: Excellent. So yeah, you're able to to get the sails all set up. You're tying down rigging. Uh, at first, you were having some issues, but now with the you know, ha- as as Fisheye's given you the orders and told you everything you need to know, you you're you're going to it quicker than you thought you would. Okay. Cool. So you're you're up there doing that. CJ, what are you doing? Are you gonna help with the sails or are you just kinda eyeing out on the water?
3: Um hmm Well well seeing as uh I have no damn idea what I'm doing on a ship and no one's told me what I'm doing, I am absolutely trying to look busy. And looking out at the ocean.
0: <laughs> he, uh, so Fisheye up on the the wheel, he reaches into his coat and pulls out a spyglass. Ah, oh, shit. And he hands it to Toby. He uh. says, First mate, I want you to go down there and give this to CJ and have her climb
5: up into the crow's nest. You got it. it grabs a uh, spyglass and goes off to. CJ. Hey, hey, CJ. Yes. Hey, um. So, captain's orders. Um, you're good at climbing, right?
3: I mean, I have failed once or twice, but I
5: mean, uh, I, mean, well, well, I, I think uh, I
3: I should be able to. Okay.
5: Um. Yeah. He actually. Uh. He wants you to go up there, and he points at the crow's nest. And it's um, like, and then he holds out with the spyglass. It's like, I think you're on lookout.
3: night, I slowly start from the base of the crow's nest and 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 look to the very tippy top jaw a gate <laughs> just like oh oh yes no i can i can do that yes no that's not high up at all that's great okay yes no uh, i i can do that uh,
5: see i know you can do it um do you do you want some rope to tie yourself off
3: up oh, there maybe yes safety first of course think Thank you, Toby.
5: Okay. I have like 50 foot of rope. I'll I'll give it to you. (laughs) Thank you. So go ahead and
0: give me an athletics check to get up there.
3: Ooh, athletics.
0: Yeah. So you tie yourself off. So if you fall, you're not going to die. But this is your first time going up there, not only in a, you know, you're going up a net, basically. Mm Mm-hmm and the the ship is moving so what how'd you do uh
3: the modifier is dexterity
0: yeah let's go with dexterity
3: okay 17 oh yeah
0: so yeah you you managed to climb up there not a problem you you find as you start getting higher and higher up you start getting more and more confident with your with your steps and then before too long there you are you're at the very top
3: yes yes perfect (laughs)
0: So you you stand up there, and you're it, it's quite gorgeous because you can see in all directions. Behind you, you can see that the the land has all but disappeared. Mm. You can just see the smallest bit. You can see some of the the distant mountains and the the rocky crags and stuff. And and in front of you is that ever looming storm. Mm. You know you'll probably be there relatively soon. It is very quickly approaching, and as you you stand there, and Toby, you're down at the base looking up at her, like, watching her. I assume you probably would have stuck around to make sure she got up to the top.
5: Yeah. I'm, like, waiting for a thumbs up from her. <laughs> um. So,
0: yeah, you're up at the top, CJ. What are you going to do?
3: Uh Look down and give Toby, like, a, a thumbs up or, like, a fist in triumph in the air. Just, yes!
5: I did it. Oh, um... I just have, like, you can see Toby's face, like, light up, like, oh, wait, we should totally do that. Who do I remember has the earrings right now? It's Gordon and Bjorn.
0: Oh. Okay.
5: Um, I shout up to her. Give me one second. I'm going to get you something. If you have any more ropes, send it down. I just and I go over the to- rope at him i go over to uh not all of it like hold on to one side no no yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's a,
3: we're doing a rapunzel thing i understand yeah. the rope is down
5: um i'm gonna head over to bjorn real quick mm-hmm. so hey, bjorn? bjorn is uh kind of standing on the
0: side of the the ship and he's he's swaying with it you can see his 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 head is over the side and he's like i'm not sick yet but i'm just waiting
5: Oh, are you sure you're okay? Like, do you need any water or anything? I know we're like surrounded by water, but do you need anything?
0: You know, I'm good. I just need to get my seal. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's no, fine. Ooh. Fire yeah, in I'm the just...
5: hole! Fire in the hole! <laughs> 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 hey, hey, what can Bill? I do
0: for you, Toby? Oh,
5: hey, um, do you still have that uh that ladybug earring?
0: He he nods, and then he's like. Oh, shit, did I throw that over? Oh, no, shit, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> uh, and he, he takes it off and hands it to you.
5: Awesome. I'm going to give it to CJ since she's just all the way up there and everything. Uh, hey, shout out if you need anything, all right? Uh, I, I can like maybe make something for you to ease the pain and all. <laughs> I I appreciate that. Uh, oh,
0: okay. No, it's okay. And he gives you a thumbs up.
5: Okay. I walk away. Um, I try to find a, like a bucket or something on the way there. Yeah, they got one. Cool. I grab that. Go to the rope, I put the earring in, um, tie it off and tug on it, like, here, wear this yelling up to her.
3: Huh, okay. And just kinda like pull it up. Oh yes, yes. And so I, I put it in my ear. Aren't we supposed to meditate?
0: Yes, yeah, so yeah, it's I gonna, was gonna just take you, to say that. Yeah, it's gonna take you a little bit to get it, but it probably it'll only take you about an hour.
3: Mm. mm okay.
0: Um, but you will have it.
3: Um uh I shout back out to to Toby, Can you please tell Gordon? about all of this because he has the other one and he needs to to know that he's not going insane once he he hears my voice after we meditate on this. Uh, Uh,
5: As you're looking down at Toby, you can see a big smile like, yes, of course. (laughs) Toby, please don't tell Gordon anything.
3: (laughs)
2: Tell him tomorrow.
5: (laughs) Tomorrow.
3: Um, I mean, he has to meditate on it like he has to know.
5: (laughs) Um, As I'm going over to um, Fisheye uh i or go over to gordon do i see fisheye on the way
0: uh no because gordon's down on the deck and fisheye is up on the raised part of the back of the shift of the ship oh, okay uh, yeah, was, with the... Look,
5: i'm looking for an excuse to be distracted and not tell gordon <laughs> but i go tell ah. gordon
0: <laughs> okay so yeah so he's he's up on top of the quarter deck the uh the raised section where the wheel is okay. um so you you go and you you tell gordon.
5: Yeah, then I head back over to Fisheye.
0: Okay, so as you begin going up the stairs, you feel all of you give me a dexterity check, please. 16. <laughs> 9. Uh, 9, oh my. Mm-hmm. Oof, I got 12. 12. <laughs> 23. Okay, so we're going to start from best to worst. Oh, no. So Dante... Well, I'll, I'll explain what happened first. So as you're beginning to go up those stairs, Toby, to go up to, to Fisheye, the ship jerks suddenly to the left, like full bore to the left. Oh. It's Ooh. almost as if it's pulling a U-turn dante you you feel it, and luckily you're you're stable enough where you're at in the the captain's quarters, looking over the the maps you grab onto the table and you hold yourself upright, Gordon and toby you're jostled, you almost lose your footing, but you you manage to grab onto the side of the deck c j you feel as if if you didn't have that rope on you up there, yes, you would have been thrown right out of the crow's nest. Oh. You you stand there clinging to the rope, holding yourself as you dangle just <laughs> half a foot outside the crow's nest by the, the ropes going up.
3: And CJ just has the worst time on ships.
0: Oh, yeah. Jeez. So, Toby, you it's still your go. What do you do?
5: Um, I'm like halfway up the, the stairs, correct? Yes. Uh, I kind of like tried to go up like faster and it's like, Captain, did you feel that?
0: As you get up at the top of the stairs, you see fisheye at the helm of the wheel, cranking, cranking it all the way to the side, yeah. as the Doberman that had chased Gordon stands behind him with a knife to his neck. Oh,
3: no. Thank you for listening to Dice Hooligans. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All you have to do is search for Dice Hooligans. Thank you. Please rate and write a review. We would really appreciate it.